This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, you guys, this is Annie Grace. Let me know if you're there. How is everybody doing? Good to see you on a Saturday. Good to be here. So type if you can hear me. Let me know that you're here. I've been having issues. Um going live recently so I I never know if this is actually working or not working so type if you can hear me and before I forget if you haven't yet you need to join us at thealcoholexperiment.com it is free it will always be free it is a mind-blowing 30-day experiment where all of these questions I'm answering you find your own truth you find your own reality because there's no wrong answers in what you want with your relationship with alcohol it's totally and completely up to you <laughs> I don't know if you noticed but you're an adult so before I forget join me if you haven't yet at alcoholexperiment.com and it's just it's a free 30-day experiment where every day you get just new cool interesting information so All right, you guys can hear me, thanks. Thanks for typing in. Hi Chris, hi Michelle, hi Sina. So good to see you guys. Uh, So today I wanna talk about, I'm gonna answer a question that came in and I love this question. Um, So, hello, I'm three months alcohol free. Thanks to the snake in mind, I've lost all desire to drink. However, at a business awards conference, we were in an award-winning restaurant in Bermuda. I was attending with my husband and others. The wine was flowing. I stuck with my sparkling water. I was still in good spirits, but then all of a sudden the conversation turned to focus on the wine itself. And I would have been delighted with all this talk before becoming alcohol free. Wine was my drink of choice. And my husband and I would have been the wine connoisseurs. We were wine connoisseurs for over two decades. Um, but now I'm alcohol free and it just kept going and going and getting worse and worse. At some point, somebody said they owned a winery and it wasn't, it, it just felt to me very, very uncomfortable because I wasn't drinking. It almost felt like a roast. Um, and I thought that the part of me that desired wine was gone, but during this conversation, everything just hit a nerve. I didn't feel a craving. I didn't even think of taking a sip. The desire was gone, but hearing all that romanticized talk about wine and winery and regions and tastes and complexities really stirred something inside me that made me angry and sad and conflicted. So my question is, what's your opinion on the whole food and wine foodie culture? I've always appreciated the beauty and romantic natures of the wineries themselves. Um, how do you deal with this romanticism in the wine culture? And how do I deal with specifically a situation like uh, when I'm conflicted? So this is such a good question. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna approach this for, from a few different ways. And if you're just joining, hi, welcome. Let me know you're here, it's so good to see you. Uh, I, I want to um, approach this question from a few different ways because the truth is like we romanticize alcohol across the board. I remember having a conversation with a friend early days when I thought about not drinking. She's like, but come on, Marilyn Monroe had her martinis. And I was like, I don't even know if that's true, but that was her perception of like, you know, the Moscow mules, they come in these these cups and all this stuff. So we we create this whole ambiance around it. But what I wanna offer you is that that romanticism, like that's created in our minds. we do it culturally. I mean, we decide like the dollar bill in your pocket, we, we decide it has value, right? We make these decisions that this is gonna be romantic, that this is going to be um, all of this stuff and we do it culturally. And we can, we can opt in to that or we can opt out of it. I remember for me specifically, I was in the UK, I was newly alcohol free. I was going through, I think it was, um, it was one of the train stations there. I think it, it might've been Paddington and there was a bar 
pub that was just like magnificent. It was like the dark paneled walls, the inlaid sort of wood. It was at least two stories high. All of the alcohol was lit across the back of it. Um, it was like this dark green kind of velvet walls. Everything was just so uh, romantic, right? The whole thing. It was like I was on a movie set. And that's where I'd chosen to have lunch with another friend of mine. And I'm sitting there and I walked to the bathroom and I just, I, I stopped and I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. This is like a shrine to alcohol. But I realized in that moment that I could appreciate it. This is crazy. I could appreciate it without necessarily wanting to drink. So I could appreciate that human beings make beautiful things and that um, and I, from a marketing perspective, I could appreciate the fact that I knew that lit bottles actually sell more because they're more attractive to us and they draw our attention. So I could be like, this is interesting. And I could get really curious. I think often when we start to feel really uncomfortable, it's because we have a thought in our head that things shouldn't be this way, that it shouldn't be this way. Now that we know this stuff about alcohol, now that our eyes have been opened, we're like, this shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be romanticized. But whenever we think a thought that's like directly contrary to what's really going on around us, it feels really, really uncomfortable. And so I want to share a specific technique. And this is actually the technique um, that was originally in the Alcohol Experiment book. And if you haven't yet, before I forget, I want you to join the alcohol experiment because all of this stuff we're talking about, if you're sober curious or if you're just, you know, thinking maybe it would be cool to take a break or maybe I could put the romanticism of, of the wine culture behind me or maybe you feel like that's been what's keeping you stuck. Um, the alcohol experiment is free. It will always be free. It's at alcoholexperiment.com and it's just a 30-day break to like decide what you want but have all the information be equipped with the, in the information. So it's at alcoholexperiment.com. Uh, but... I want to share with you the main technique in the alcohol experiment and it's really simple it's called the act technique and it's three steps awareness clarity and turnaround and because i can't answer this question from every single situation i mean we're all going to be approached with something like this whether it's you know the you're maybe you know this this particular um, reader she's coming in from a whole history of food and wine and wineries and stuff but people may be coming in from like the microbrew culture i know that's a big thing in colorado here where i live or they may be coming in from just like the um the whiskey and pipes you know tobacco sort of culture or like there's so many different kind of uh personas and cultures that we've gotten attached to that we put around alcohol so i want to offer you this technique because i just feel like it's so effective to look at the thoughts because you hear these thoughts in your head like oh like we shouldn't romanticize wine okay that's the thought that we're going to use <laughs> And we're going to hear this thought and we're going to pick a new thought. So the ACT technique is three steps. Awareness, clarity, and turnaround. And when we, we can use it for a belief, which is a deep-seated thing that we don't even necessarily realize is true, which is like, I had this belief that alcohol relaxed me. I was so sure it was true. And, and that's a whole other way. We're not going to get into that now. What we're going to use it for right now is just changing a thought that is causing you pain in the moment. Like this reader, she was in the moment. People are talking about wineries. They're all going really deep into it. She's feeling actually attacked because she's the one drinking, you know, soda water. And even if that was just in her mind, it's certainly how she's feeling. So it, it's valid. So she has this thought like we shouldn't be romanticizing wine because it's toxic, right? Like, why are we doing this? And so that's awareness. Awareness is just becoming conscious of that sentence, those words that were just in your head. You're conscious of it. We shouldn't romanticize wine. Okay. Clarity is the next piece. And this is where it gets really cool. 
Clarity says, how does that thought in this situation make me feel? And in that situation, she says how she was feeling. She felt attacked. She felt like she was on a roast. She felt withdrawn. She felt um, frustrated. She felt like she couldn't connect with other people. She didn't feel like she was having a good time anymore. And then how does it make her behave? She also tells me she, she did withdraw. She wanted to leave. <laughs> she doesn't want to go on stuff like this. She was in Bermuda. It was beautiful. And all of a sudden, this beautiful experience was ruined. Um, and, and so this is where it gets fun is awareness, A, clarity, C, how does it make you feel and behave? That's just what you want to look at at clarity and make sure you do that because it shows the brain, oh, wow, that thought is painful. And then turnaround is the T. And with turnaround, what you want to do is you want to say, okay, what you can't, you can't come up usually with the opposite thought because it's not going to work. It's not going to make you feel good, right? Um, and so if you guys have any ideas, actually throw in a turnaround. Like what would be a thought that you could think in this moment that was just a little bit different than that thought? Not the opposite. She's not trying to sit here and say like, no, we, um, we don't romanticize alcohol because we do. Or uh, we should romanticize alcohol because with everything she knows, that doesn't feel right to her. You can't create a thought that is going to be an opposition or doesn't feel true. And we do that all the time. We do things like we, we've decided, I mean, there's this whole thing, like we want to be a success. So we like get like little sticky notes and we decide I'm going to write, I want to be a success in my, on my mirror. And I'm going to say, I am successful. I am successful. And I'm going to write it a thousand times over and over. And we do stuff like this. And what we don't realize is if we don't feel successful and we're telling ourselves, I am a success, we actually create a battle inside our mind. <laughs> like, I, I'm not kidding, like a battle. And so we, we create more neural toxicity because we're trying to go directly against one thought with another thought that we don't actually believe is true. So that's not what we want to do here. We want to, um, I love that. Tracy says, romanticizing alcohol hasn't worked out for me in the past. So that turnaround, like, how cool is that? Okay, how does that make her feel? She feels like, wow, they're doing that. I'm not. That's cool. It hasn't worked out for me. I don't actually feel suddenly any attachment to what they're doing because I'm not thinking they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. I'm allowing it now. That feels so much better. And then I can become really curious. How, does it, how do I behave? Well, it hasn't worked out for me. I can just kind of like either, you know, disengage or daydream or I can just sit here and kind of have a you know, enjoy, enjoy my night or I can, I can just know that, you know, maybe it won't work out for them and, and I can feel better in, in the moment knowing that they're just on, on the journey here. Right. So that's, that's such a good one. Um, another one that you could do is like, if the original thought, just to remind everybody is they shouldn't be romanticizing wine. Uh, another one you could do for a quick turnaround would be like, um, you know, we're, we're not there yet, but someday we probably won't romanticize wine as much as we do today. So that thought, how does it make you feel? You totally acknowledge the reality of where you are. You're not going up against reality in direct opposition, but you're saying there's hope here. And you know what? What I'm witnessing now is just part of the evolution. I remember that. I totally remember feeling like that. You could have a thought that includes empathy for them, like, wow, you know, instead of they shouldn't be romanticizing wine, you know, very much like what Tracy says, I, I, feel sad that they're still stuck romanticizing wine because then you show up with compassion. Then all you want to do is be an incredible example. I love this one right here. Um, it says, I can enjoy other people's passion for things even if I don't share that passion. 
How cool is that? Turn around. You guys are geniuses at this. This is so good because how does that make her feel? So awareness, clarity, turn around, and then you do a bonus C, which is just you run that turnaround through the same filter. How does it make you feel and how does it make you behave? And guess what, you guys? Here's another one. Teresa says, I'm grateful that I'm not romanticizing wine anymore. What? That's the, so good. How does that make you feel? So grateful. How does it make you behave? You're just enjoying your night, right? Like that's amazing. Um, that's so, so good, you guys. And I feel like this, just, just to let you know, is like this can be used for anything. I mean, this can be used for me walking into <laughs> my house and seeing my, my uh, you know, <laughs> house just like a total disaster because I have three kids and it's it's just been crazy town and my thought is like gosh nobody cares about cleaning up I'm they all expect me to do it nobody cares but me and how does that thought make me feel and behave it makes me feel like nobody cares it makes me feel in a huff it makes me feel unseen and unheard and frustrated and how does it make me behave I start walking around and picking stuff up and slamming like you know cups into the sink and you know all this stuff like what if I had a turnaround for that and in the turnaround that I've chosen is um, I walk in the house and it's total mess and this is a, a true one that I did in my life because I, I I'm a type a I'm a Virgo I'm very much into like making it you know making things in order and so the turnaround was like what would it mean if my house was clean it would mean my kids are out of the house and so my turnaround is like there's going to be plenty of time for a clean house and today I'm just grateful they're here right? Because how does that make me feel? How does that make me behave? So anyway, just to throw that in as a tangent, you can do it for anything. So back to the question, romanticism, we create it in our brain, but the, the really big problem is not the romanticism of the wine culture and not handling that or not handling that. The problem is actually finding a thought that allows you to coexist with it and still stay true to you. So hopefully the ACT technique has helped you. If you want more of the ACT technique, um, join me for the free experiment. It's totally free. It's so good, you guys. It's um, really like life-changing. You're not going to get you know into any weird subscriptions or anything. It's it's really free. I explain why on the page because it's just so important to me to make uh, this information accessible. And so it's at alcoholexperiment.com, and it's always there. It's always free. Tell your friends. <laughs> and thanks, you guys. Have a great great Saturday. We'll talk soon. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.